Hey there, it's Derry from Honeymoon Suite, people, and you are watching CMS TV. Presents and I, of course, am Chris Aiken. And today on the show, we're gonna we're gonna relive one of my God high school days. I guess uh, <laughs> I loved this band from way way back when I was like 14, 15 years old, and I'm significantly older than that now. And <laughs> but I'm thrilled to have have these guys on. Uh, they have a brand new release called Alive, which is maybe as good as as the original stuff that, that people remember and here to talk all about it is the guitar player of the band honeymoon suite mr Derry grand Derry, how are you man what's up man good to see you this morning how are you it's good to see you too man and i'm good and i'm gonna tell you a quick story just because i want to see if you remember this or not <clears throat> and i've been looking online even and i can't find this so so Derry, back in 1984 I saw Honeymoon Suite for the very first time ever. You guys were playing a WMMS Appreciation Day show um, with, I, I swear it was Starship. I could be wrong on that. I can't remember it. I'm not one of those ticket guys that holds their ticket stubs. But it was a free show. It was the only time I ever got to see the band. Do you remember this show at all? I remember WMMS uh, okay. in Cleveland. What a great great station we came through cleveland a whole bunch of times and i remember playing with starship and i you know our drummer dave remembers everything like this but <laughs> i'm sure that we did what was the venue do you remember cleveland music hall i think mm. um but, yeah I, I you know it was just all a blur then but uh i sort of remember it yeah Okay, very cool, man. I, I know I was looking online and I kept finding other shows that I know you played, but I had moved out of Cleveland by then, so I, did, I hadn't seen them like with 38 Special when you played Blossom Music Center and places yeah. like that, but I, I couldn't find this show. It's not recorded anywhere mm. and i was just curious if you guys if you remembered it at all but well we did a lot of stuff with radio then because it was so important and mms uh we got to know you know those people really well 
Right so on. I'm sure we did it, and I'm sure we had fun. Absolutely, man. Well, dude, you, you guys sound like you're having fun now. You have this brand new release called Alive. I might say it's the best thing that you guys have done since maybe Racing After Midnight. It's a great record, a lot of energy. Not that the other stuff didn't have it, but it, it just has that fun energy that, that you guys are best known for. So tell us a little bit about this record, how it came to be, and um, you know how how we are to where we are today. Well, thank you for that. And I, I, I agree with you in the fact that it's, <clears throat> it's the first one we put out in a while that has really kind of bigger, slicker production, great, great producer, great songs. And it's really a step up, finally, you know, that we can get back to sounding, putting out something that's kind of, you know, can compete out there because our previous releases, they were lower budget and, you know, we did the best that we could. They, they're they great for what they were, but this one here is a step up, I think. And uh, how did it come about? Well, <clears throat> everyone's, I think the last album we did was uh, Clifton, uh, Hands Clifton Up, yeah. Hands Up, maybe six or eight years ago. So it was definitely time. So um, Johnny and I started talking about doing another album. You know, we just feel it when when we we're always writing and we come up with a few key songs, and it's like, um, well, you know, I think it's time to maybe start thinking about another album. Um, so I had heard of uh, a guy named Mike Crumpus, who's a Toronto guy, actually a Canadian, but he was living in Nashville, and um, he was producing a lot of stuff that I liked, and I just reached out to him. Turns out he's he's a a real honeymoon suite fan he's actually a, a great guitar player he grew up learning my riffs which is really crazy <laughs> so he jumped he jumped at the opportunity because he just started a label down there and um he said just come down and we'll we'll bang some ideas out and see if see if we can go somewhere so that's where it started john and i went to his studio in nashville shut you know and started uh, writing some ideas and it seemed right from the get-go that this mike you know he gets us and that's so key with a producer but mike is also knows what to do production wise to capture honeymoon suite to get the right songs but also don't make us sound dated sure so i think i think you got all those great elements but they you know it's it's cooler not you know more modern production but not where it's it alienates what you know honeymoon suite sounds like Sure. And, and that's one of the things I would say that you specifically as the guitar player have captured with this record. It definitely sounds fresh. And yet at the same time, it sounds like honeymoon suite. And that's, that's difficult to do over, you know, 40 years of career without just straight copying yourself. Mm -hmm. What keeps it fresh for you and exciting for you as a player? Well, you know, I still get up every day and about the first thing I do after coffee is, is I grab a guitar and I play and I play. It's probably the last thing I do at night. It just it's such an addiction for me. It never goes away no matter how, how old I get. So I'm inspired just to pick up the guitar and play every day. I'm always writing stuff. And, you know, just there's so much. I love YouTubing online okay and there's all these great players all have stuff out there there's isolated tracks so for me i get stale with sometimes i get in ruts or i get stale with my own playing so i just have to get on youtube and start you know digging some van halen or listening to some nuno or or joe bonamassa sure just uh 
it's inspiring uh, grabbing some of their licks seeing what they're doing trying to incorporate that into my playing anyway that's a guitar player thing but um there's no shortage of of inspiration that's that's out there if you hit a wall and you're and you're playing but also mike um mike is a, a producer but he's also an amazing like shredder guitar player sure i mean he could play circles around me but he it's good because he's got a whole whack of guitars and amps and plugins so i think we got amazing guitar sounds in this record so me and him got along great um which kind of reminds me of like when we did the big prize and bob rock was engineering and bob had all his guitars and stuff in the studio so we got along famously and that helped get great guitar sounds right on do you are you comfortable with having another it sounds like you are but are you comfortable with having another person to help guide not only you but the band in general to help guide you toward you know a unified goal of making a honeymoon re honeymoon suite record that sounds like honeymoon suite or do you guys really have to kind of take the lead and push the producer to follow your lead i don't know i think it's when you find the right producer i think it's a team effort and I think that I like to have that that uh, outside opinion because uh, if Johnny and I are left to our own devices, you know, we're so different. We, you know, we we have different uh, ideas on things. But if you get that third person there to kind of sort things out, um, I've always liked having a the right producer. I think it uh, it takes the songs to another level. Right on, man. Well, well, Derry, you know, you guys are obviously on Frontiers Records for this one, and you guys have had several labels over the the course of the, as every band that's been around for, you know, 40 years has had different labels. Hmm. And the business has changed so greatly from when you guys started. I mean, it's, it's a completely different animal. How now do you assess a label? How did you assess Frontiers and figure out what they can do for you versus what you could do for yourself to get yourselves out there well we've worked with frontiers uh on and off over the last 10 15 years with other releases so if you look at what they do in their roster they're they're tailored to our genre of music so they know what to do with the classic rock and the metal and the pop metal whatever you want to call it uh -huh. so we had a good relationship with them and these days honeymoon suite is not gonna go to warner brothers or sony and you know and get a major record deal it just doesn't happen in this day right. and age so we have to you know take it take an end run and come in the back door some way and either do the record ourselves and try and find a distributor in that which you've done in the past but i much prefer having a real record label to do things and help us out at like a team so that's why we chose frontiers that's one of the people first people i sent the album to and they listened to it and they jumped right on it and we had a couple of other uh smaller labels that were uh wanting to do it but um looking at everything frontiers was offering and how we could partner with them they're doing a, a great you know it's a good move they're doing a great job so far absolutely now now Derry, looking at uh, again at more history stuff and we will get to the record i promise but um i i i always have wondered why canadian bands have universally had <clears throat> such a hard time breaking into the u.s market <clears throat> and i mean sure there are big ones you know there's the brian adamses of the world or you know that have had big success 
but there's there's so many bands that were great across the spectrum of rock and metal you guys aldo nova annihilator i mean we could go on and on of canadian bands that were great but just couldn't get all the way over why do you think that is it's not like you guys were like from brazil or africa or somewhere that was far and you know i and again i'm just speaking for myself i've always thought that for a lot of outside of the u.s bands it was the language thing which never made sense with canada because you guys speak the same language mm -hmm. and sound american in most circumstances mm -hmm. so what do you think it it has always been that has caused canadian bands so much struggle to break the american market i don't know we have to try a lot harder because we're up against this monstrous market called the united states and to break that i mean that's the that's the brass ring you know i mean to get to to break in the u.s i think we've had a lot of success in the states not as much as i would want but you're competing with bon jovi and and night ranger and uh you know all these huge bands rat motley crew at, at you know in our era and it's pretty big competition so we just put out the best record we can we were on sure. warner brothers down there for a while we did a lot of touring who knows why it doesn't it doesn't happen i think you know if you have that freaky song that that song like a living on a prayer type song that just breaks it wide open for you have a top 10 in billboard then boom you're you know that's what would happen to brian adams or lover boy right mm -hmm. we didn't get that top 10 but we certainly did i i'm i'm proud of what we did and sure who, who knows i'm not bitter about it or anything i'm just happy that we're still making music and being pr actually pretty successful still right absolutely and, and you guys did have you know you did have hits i mean certainly you had hits that were on the radio and you had movie soundtracks like you had all the pieces yeah it was like where's that one last step that nobody seemed to give you and it's such a weird thing when you really look at like your career like you mentioned rat i'll use them as a great band you know my my co-host plays with stephen piercy so i mm -hmm. i certainly am a fan mm -hmm. but you guys had kind of at that time a very similar path with you know hit records hit songs movie soundtracks all the pieces and it's just so bizarre that somewhere some way somebody whether it was the fans or the record company or somebody didn't take that final step you know what i mean yeah that's the transition from a club act or a, a theater act to an arena act and who knows i think that we were um after the big prize and we were on that upward uh you know trajectory uh i don't think that the racing was a great record but it didn't have uh that breakthrough single that huge single for whatever reason i tried my best and i'm not going to blame the label or anything else but that's just the way things things worked out well i'll argue out with you all day on that because racing is my favorite record that you've well, thank ever you done. My, mine too who knows man and it's a wacky business it is it's all and love fever love fever is the best song that you've ever done and your riff is amazing in that right on so, good <laughs> so Glad yeah i'm that. a I'm a huge fan of that record. But, okay, um, cool. I'm also a huge fan of this new one, Caught Alive. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Derry. We're going to take a little break right now, and we're going to give people a taste of the title track from Alive. Uh, what can you tell us about this song and about this video? 
The song was from when I first started it. It's funny how it morphed into what it became. You know, I started writing it in Nashville years ago with another, well, it was just myself. It was an original, almost kind of like country-ish idea. But then when we presented it to Mike, he had a way of turning it around and making a, a, a modern song. And, and he would pick up a guitar and play some really cool parts because the this whole album was written by myself, Johnny, and Mike. We just went three ways on it, because and Mike's a good writer, so we're all invested. So we had um, the verse kind of Mike really helped with that, and we had the chorus. It was kind of written in bits and pieces, some in Nashville, some in England. But in the end, it was just a lot of, lot of work, and, uh, you know, uh, I think the first lyric I had was, you know, got a lot of things going on in my head, you know, da 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 da. That's where it started, and we just woodshedded it from there and came up with this great chorus, and it's it's uplifting and it it rocks. So does that does that answer your question? I don't yeah. know. It came out to be a great song. You asked me the other part was about the video. Yeah. Yes. So, um, what was cool about that is we went back to Niagara Falls. Uh, where Johnny and I are from, Niagara Falls, Ontario, to shoot the video. Okay. Because I don't know if you remember on the first album, the Burning in Love video was mm -hmm. shot in Niagara Falls. So it was kind of crazy to go back and revisit that in the same location, you know, right by the water there, and shoot a video as kind of a, a nod back to our roots. So that's what I wanted to say about the videos. It's most of it shot in, in, in Niagara Falls, like just walking around with a film crew and, and doing that. And, and watching people kind of look at us funny and stuff, but it was it was a blast to do it. Absolutely. Well, let's check it out right now. It is Honeymoon Suite. It is live right here on Chris Aiken Presents. Nothing back to say can talk me out of you. I don't need a reason not to try. Because you make me feel alive. Here on Chris Aiken Presents, we are talking with Derry from the band Honeymoon Suite, a uh, new release called Alive, out, um, well, by the time you see this, it'll be out now. So, um, Derry, let's let's dig into the record a little bit. I always try to start with my favorite song on the record, because that's usually, usually you guys either love this song or you're like, God, I can't believe you like this one. But um, <laughs> my favorite tune on this is Not Afraid to Fall. Great, great song. It, it really kind of fits the entire it's almost like if you put it in the center of the record you could kind of build around the whole thing in my head so tell me about that song to you know and and what that song meant to you well that that is a johnny song okay I mean, each one of us comes in 
each one is, you know, it's, it's a Johnny idea or it's a Terry idea. It starts with one of us. But that is a perfect example of kind of Johnny's writing style as opposed to me where I'm coming in with, live, you know, living out loud and, and you know, give a lot. You know, I'm just riffing and going with the heavier stuff. Johnny comes in with that one, which is more kind of like you 2 ish you know, and mm -hmm. uh, really introspective. And it's a, a beautiful song. So I'll tell Johnny you said that because, uh, you know, that was a special track. He'd been kind of working on that for a long time and he brought it in. And we developed it into a really great track. And I'm glad you like it. Absolutely. The other one that, that really stood out for me is Tell Me What You Want. It's very, I, I would say it's probably the most different song on the record. Yeah. It's very modern, mm -hmm. contemporary feeling yeah. to it. Mm -hmm. You know, what, was that kind of on purpose or is that just where you guys were going as you wrote that song? Or how did that, that was one of the formulate? first ones. It's one of the first ones we wrote. You know, that's a little different for us. But if you look at any Honeymoon Sweet album, it's full of a variety of of styles i think that's what i like about our band uh, you look at the first album you've got new girl now i'm burning in love but then you also got wave babies you know <laughs> and face right. to face completely different songs but in the in the context of the album they all fit together they all sound like us so i think this album does that as well there's a, a bit of everything um tell me what you want I think Mike had a lot to do with that. You can hear it's very modern sounding and he kind of wanted to put that that kind of twist on it. Just let's try it was one of those let's try this kind of thing, you know? Let's let's mm -hmm. let's just try it. We might hate it now, but let's try it. So we did and I think um it's a different side, different sound for us, but I think a lot of some people might not like that, but just as many people are going to like it. So Right. Absolutely. <laughs> well, how how as as a player and as somebody that has had success in the industry, I mean, you guys have had hits, you know, whether it's Love Changes Everything or Feel It Again or New Girl Now and Burning Love. I mean, you guys have had hits. How do you avoid chasing the next hit by, you know, recording something that sort of steals from that hit and continually invent something new? that entertains yourself you know i guess i'm asking how do you go how do you keep it fresh for you versus chasing the success i don't know i try not to write another new girl now or another bad attitude i've already done that but i will borrow i will be influenced by that as a starting place for some songs but really when i write i don't know where they come from i sit with my guitar and it's usually just a riff from practicing a riff will pop out or a top line melody and i'll go with that and if it's really good if i think it's good then the first thing i go is i, I realize i must be ripping somebody off so uh not honeymoon sweet but some other artists and sometimes sure. I'll, I'll come up with a chorus i'll play it for my daughter she goes dad that's cold play you know and i gosh <laughs> you know damn i knew it was too good but other times i think it's it's unique enough it's original enough that i could call it my own i'm not ripping anybody off too badly so i just want to make the best song that i can and the the biggest you know the most melodic chorus i tell you what if i if i, I if i have an idea i'll work on it, i'll leave it alone if two days later it won't get out of my head it keeps going through my head then i know I, i've got a good melody sure do you have a phone full of riffs like most guitar players i do voice memos man it's uh <laughs> save the world it's great. I'm always curious on that. How do you even remember them? 
I'm sure you have a thousand of them on your phone. How do you remember oh this God. one from that, that one? That's too stressful. I try and go through it every once in a while. I have you know six different members of a, of a song idea. And as I develop it, I delete them. Otherwise, it's just too overwhelming. But the greatest thing on voice memos now is they've got a search thing, which they didn't usually have. Okay. And what I'll do is if I have a new idea, I won't call it song 27 or idea 42. I always name things. So that's okay. how I find them. You know, I might, you know, I might call it chop spinach or something stupid or, you know, the, the, the boot song, something, <laughs> if I'm on the road or where I am, I give it a silly label. So at least it's got a label on it. I know what it is. Right on, man. Well, did you mention being on the road? I'm sure that new record there's probably some touring plans that are out there what are your plans for 2024 to promote alive are you guys going to be out on the road are you touring all over the place where are you going to be all of the above man this excellent this is the time of year january february when uh, our agent is is now starting to book up the summer a lot of festivals and and putting everything in place for the spring and the summer and we've already that's just what we do every year. And it's getting looking like it's going to be even better than last year. Yes. We'll Absolutely. go out and we'll do our thing. And the bonus is we've got a new album to promote, which is great. Sell at the, you know, sell at the shows. We're not going to go out and play the new album. Nobody wants to hear that, even though it's good. They want, you know, we'll do our we'll put a new show together with all the hits and we'll put maybe one or two of the new singles in there and make a really great show. And that's what Absolutely. we're going to do. Do you like doing the festivals or no? Because I know some some bands, they love it because there's tons of people. Other bands don't love it because it really restricts you to being compared to everybody else on the on the bill. Hell no. Bigger the better, man. I, <laughs> I hate clubs. No, I, I like the big stages and the big audiences. It just makes, you know, it energizes me, man. And, and for a guitar player... You can get up, the, you know, you got stacks of marshals behind you. That's where you get that sound. You can, you got to turn those babies up to get that tone. And, and in a festival, you can really, you know, rip it out. Right on, man. Well, um, Derry, uh, obviously there is a new record, Honeymoon Suite uh, Alive. Uh, where should we tell people to go online to keep up with you guys, to buy the record? And I stress buy, don't just listen to it and stream it, but buy it and buy merch and tickets and all that stuff where should we tell people to go uh well you go to honeymoonsuiteband.com uh, is our site with the dates on it um you'll also find it us on instagram and facebook and of course the dates are are on there with bands in town so all the shows are out on the socials uh stuff's on spotify you can order the record through Frontiers because Frontiers also has a has an office uh, in America in the states, but we are also uh, putting it out in Canada ourselves. And you go to a site I think it's called Merch in Motion. Okay. Merch in Motion one word dot com, and that's uh, that's where our web store is in Canada, and they'll have vinyl up there and CDs, and it can also be ordered from there as well. Very cool, man. Well, uh, dude, I figured what we would do is wrap this one up with the video for Find What You're Looking For. Another great song from the record. Uh, tell us about this one. Find What You're Looking Oh, yeah, fine. Right. The second second single. We actually released that in Canada a couple of years ago. And it charted, which was amazing. Right. That didn't happen a long time. <laughs> the video, Find What You're Looking For. Yeah. Well, again, it was one of these videos 
during the time of COVID when you right. couldn't go out and do a proper video. So everybody was kind of shooting their stuff remotely at home and piecing it together. So it's interesting in that fact. And uh, it was it was kind of cool to do to do that. You know, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just us singing and playing. Well, let's check it out right now. It's Find What You're Looking For. It's Honeymoon Suite, new release, called Alive. Go listen to it. Go buy it. And, um, Deary, thanks so much for joining me here on Chris Aiken Presents. Thank you. Good talking with you. Classic Nettle Show now has all of our videos on Spotify. Simply look up and subscribe to the CMS Network on Spotify, and you'll get the audio and video podcasts each day from the Classic Nettle Show. It's never been easier to listen to Mealy and Chris, so simply open Spotify, subscribe to the CMS Network, and enjoy the Classic Nettle Show every single day. Hail and kill.